Welcome to Crazy Stupid Love with me, Barnaby Slater. In Crazy Stupid Love, my guests come armed with something they'd like to discuss to do with their relationships, love or sex lives, and then quite simply, we talk about it. But before we get started, just a reminder, if you haven't already, please do subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts. It would be a massive help. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you'd like something discussed on Crazy Stupid Love, please email crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com. And do give us a follow on Instagram at crazystupidlovepod. But my guest today is Lottie. Hello, Lottie. How are we doing? Really good. Uh, <laughs> as ever, I like to give the audience an idea of where we are. So Lottie's kindly come to my flat. It's which, lovely. Which is in the Barbican. Yeah. Uh, we're quite high up, the 29th floor. Um Thank you so much for coming along. Very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm going to take some photos in here and pretend that I've moved. Absolutely no problem. Stick them up on uh, on your social media <laughs> at will. Um, so Lottie, straight into it. What would you like to talk about to do with the realm of crazy, stupid love? Okay. Well, I guess the reason that I thought I've got an interesting story to tell is that I recently came out of a kind of a relationship with what someone that would class themselves as an incel. Okay. Which is kind of unusual, I guess, because incels are supposed to be people that can't find relationships. Yeah, so... <laughs> and I found one that didn't want to be with me. So. Right, so in, <laughs> incel stands for, I've done some research, involuntary celibate. Yeah. And they're basically the dudes who just sit in their bedrooms and abuse women. <laughs> Am I right? I think that's. A, I think that would be a very a broad stereotype of the kind of thing. I feel like, it's, incel I feel like incels are perfect to broadly stereotype yeah. and we can't get abused <laughs> for that. Um, so tell me from the start... Uh, tell us all from the start how you met this person what happened go for it well okay i met them on which is this is a first red flag it was on a i think it wasn't even on hinge i think it was on tinder um and I saw his profile he only had two pictures um which i was like that's a bit unusual but they were i could tell that he worked in the same industry as me which is fashion mm-hmm. he it was like a video of him backstage at a show so I was like, oh, that's good, because uh, you don't really meet many people that work in fashion that have sort of a similar interest to you that are straight. So that's a plus. Mm. And he looked tall. Um, so we sort of started talking. And <laughs> Quite was... important for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I work in fashion. Yeah. I'm sure. I know. But, you know, tall guy and stuff. That's a plus. Uh, so we started talking. He was like, it's dead funny, like really funny. Um, and we chatted away for a while. And then we eventually hung out. Um, and then whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, you're jumping. You're jumping. Am I jumping? Most importantly for me, because I love, I love the to and fro of app stuff. What was his or your opener? Who went first? Do you remember what was said first? I think I went first. And I do think... you remember what you said? I can't remember. This was a, this is probably about this is about October. Right. So I can't remember, but I definitely messaged him first. I think I probably said, "What show was that that you were at?" Got it. Because it was obviously it was a backstage video, and then we started talking about. Oh, we had loads of we knew loads of people in common. This is a small industry. So I was like, oh, he came to our summer. My, my work used to have a summer party, mm-hmm. which was sort of like an industry party. And he'd been there the year before, but I hadn't seen him, obviously, because I didn't know who he was. Um, so I was like, oh, that's really weird. We've got like loads to bond over and loads of people sort of in similar circles. Right. So his chat back and the chat back and forth was good. Yeah. And lots in common. No, no actual red flags at that point. <laughs> no, no not, not at all. Um, yeah, it was, uh, so we had a really good chat and then we, we met up. And, um, Where? <laughs> I'm not going to let you just like vaguely talk about this. I want well, a full just, vision. Just met up. He came on mine. Yeah. Me and my housemates were like, do you oh. find that? Do you find that like uh, difficult to say because of like COVID times or because of it seeming like society deeming that maybe you shouldn't invite someone over straight to yours on the oh, first day? Oh, no. I've got no problem with shagging someone on the first day. Maybe a little bit because of COVID, mm. but also... I always <laughs> dog my housemates out. Um, whenever I have people around, we, I, I always ask my house, if, I'm not, if I've not met them before, I always ask my housemates, we always have a drink on like a Friday or a Saturday night. So I always meet them in our front room and then we have a drink while they're there. Uh, and then if I don't like them, I'll make them go home. Got it. So... That's a smart. That's a smart. Yeah. Kind of security move, if nothing else. Because I think you've got to be careful if you just invite people around your house and they go straight in your room and then you're talking because then you're in your room. Yeah. Um, so I always like if me and my housemates are having a drink, I'll invite them around so that we can all have a drink and gauge the vibe of someone. And do your ju- um, do your housemates then become kind of unofficial? Um, uh, you know, uh, date testers almost like they give you their opinion as well at the beginning. I mean, they don't opinion maybe. Um, normally you can just I think it's useful to see people in a different social setting when it's not just one on one see if they act a little bit differently 
I think it's a good. It makes it kind of normalizes it slightly more than yeah. having someone just come out and sit on the edge of your bed yeah, while you totally. have a drink and. And, talk. What, and what's the name of this? I mean, I can just call him the incel if you want. But what's the name you're giving for him? I don't know. What's a good name? Let's call him. Should we call him Stan? Stan. Okay, Stan the incel. And so when Stan came into your flat that first time and met your flatmates and stuff, did how he acted mirror how he'd been on text on on the app? Yeah. We'd only talked sort of... We obviously hadn't talked politics on the app or anything serious. We'd talked about, you know, like interests, things in common, just like banter, jokes, memes, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, And yeah, he was exactly the same. Really right. funny, like proper, like made me laugh. I thought it was really funny. And my housemates were like, Yeah, he's fine, he's a bit weird looking, but, <laughs> okay. but I like him unusual. Yeah, you know, what flavor of weird looking? He's like was a big, he? like lanky, big, like t- tall, lanky guy. Nothing wrong with lanky, yeah. let me tell you that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. And he was dressed really well as well. And if you're as like petty as me, yeah, he was nice. And what is a man dressing well to you? He was uh, pulling up in like a, like a three grand vetements jacket. You know, like the the tabby shoes. Right. You know, like so he dressed expensively. Some, like, vintage, yeah. Like it was all very like, yeah, it was all like very designer, very like. Got it. You know, it was a bit flashy, but like you've got to spend your money somewhere. Again. Yeah, yeah. So so far so good with Stan. I'm liking Stan so far, except for the big news that I already know about Stan. But let's get to that. So, uh, did you? Uh, graduate from the living room to your bedroom uh, yes we did okay yeah because we were all having a laugh and then uh the, i mean maybe this is i would never say this was a red flag it's totally not a red flag but it was i thought it was unusual he didn't drink he didn't smoke um and he didn't eat meat and he doesn't do some other things that maybe i shouldn't right, drugs. mention um, so, drugs so, and and he told you all that on text though no, that was when, well, when he came around for a drink, we were like, what did you drink? And he was like, oh, I don't drink. Oh, I also didn't, he doesn't take anything or he doesn't, can I say this? You can say anything you want. He doesn't masturbate. Wait, but that came out in the living room with your flatmates? Yeah, I think it did. What was the context of that conversation? Wait, so it was like, um, what do you, what, what do you drink? Oh, I don't drink. Also, no, just so you know, I also don't, don't smoke, do no, cocaine, or No, that must have been one that I found out after. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it, he probably wouldn't have told me and my like two male housemates. He didn't mind. But um, <laughs> if he had, that actually would have probably big dick would energy. have been, yeah, definitely <laughs> big dick energy. Yeah, yeah, uh, it must have just been the other. I must be, I must just be misremembering that. I mean, he's kind of mad though. He might yeah. have said that. And I'm not but, saying uh, by no means am I saying that I disagree because I think I would feel exactly the same but I think it's worth me asking you why or how you feel in that situation or how you felt in that situation when you found out he didn't drink or do any of that stuff not the masturbator I don't think that's important but like <laughs> did you did business. your is your auto, was your automatic feeling like it might be mine like oh this that could make it a little harder for this to go smoothly or like for for the chemistry to be as I don't know I just find like when you're on a date if the other person's not drinking, then for me that would make me worry. Like, oh, is this going to be difficult? Am I going to embarrass myself? That's not what. Actually, do you know what? That's not what I would think necessarily. I think I would think just like, is it going to be like quite stunted? Mm. I don't know. How did you feel about it? I was actually fine with it because mm-hmm. it's not like I don't know. You don't when you first meet someone and they tell you they don't drink. You don't really know why. So I definitely wouldn't have said anything about it. Mm. Um, you didn't and, go, what? You don't get drink? Get out of here! Yeah. yeah, no, it's not, I didn't think it, I did not think it was a problem. Also, not smoking is also not a problem. Like, that's someone's decision, that's someone's decision. Mm. And like, it's not gonna, as long as they don't want me not to drink. Exactly. Yeah, you, know, you mind yours, I'll mind mine. Yeah, no judgment. You can hold my hair back when I'm throwing up later. Yeah. It's actually better that you're not drunk. That's the least you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Uh, okay, so good, good intel. You found all that out. Mm-hmm. And then you went to your bedroom. So then, yeah, and we like went and, uh, you know, hung out in the other way. Mm. My friends weren't present. And then he did. I don't. I think he. I think he stayed over the first night. Actually. Um, so all good so far. Yeah, nice time. No, no other red flags at no, that. I point. don't think there was no, no. no madness. No, don't think so. And then we just sort of after that we he texted the next day, and then we went texting, texting. You know, every so often, basically every day, and then started. I saw him again, like in the middle of the next week and then the weekend and then sort of saw him about twice a week for a while. This began before... So it was happening. Basically, it was happening. Yeah. You were kind of getting into yeah, each other. Yeah, we were getting in. We were like hanging out. Um, you know, we're sort of doing kind of couple shit. Like, not like super couple but like we got to a point where we were, you know, like 
like going food shopping together, which mm. I think is a really big deal. Mm. You know, I've broken up with people for less than like arguments about food shopping. <laughs> um, so we were yeah, doing that. We went, it, when, it was when lockdown was lifted. We went to a few restaurants together, got, got breakfast together, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and had you had any discussions about the re- the re- the relationship or what you both wanted or any of that stuff, or are you just letting it flow? Oh, see, this is a, this is a point that maybe I am, maybe I'm misremembering, or maybe I'm remembering it, but I'm remembering it in my own brain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so we got to a point where he was going back to, he is French and he was going back to Paris for a month to work for Fashion Week. And we, we'd been seeing each other for about four months at this point. So I, I did that. I did the thing that you're not supposed to do that I don't think I've ever actually done before with a man where I was sort of a bit like, I wanted to know what was going on with us. Mm-hmm. And normally, like, it was like an out-of-body experience because I don't think I've, I think my self-preservation has always come before ever asking someone that right normally i would i'd rather like die than right. be rejected yeah. <laughs> or just never speak to them ever again and yeah. just be like fine fair enough um but he made a joke about staying in a shit hotel because his, his work had booked him into like a kind of crappy hotel and i just I was being a bit sneaky and i was like oh, i won't better take any girls back there like mm-hmm. in the kind of state this place is in <laughs> and he indeed. was like i'd probably just go back to theirs and i was like huh. Would you? And he and I was like, oh, I know, because I kind of thought what we, what we were doing, you know, maybe you'd be looking to lock that down. That's interesting, though, because you actually put the words in his mouth. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. But I was kind so of... So he getting... may... I mean, look, I'm sure you'll tell me, but at that point, he may have just been like, oh, that's what she wants it to be, so... Or, you know, what she'll be doing. He's just like fully deadpan was like, oh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring anyone back there. It's <laughs> no, not no, nice not, enough. not to that hotel, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was a bit like, oh, what's going on? What do you think? Isn't this not sort of a th- thing? And he was like, I actually don't believe that love is physically possible. Um, and I'm not capable of being with someone because love isn't real. Um, so, like, being exclusive is something that I wouldn't be interested in because I don't think it can exist. Right. You hadn't mentioned love at that point, though. No. So he, he kind of took it. he took it very quickly from the... Basically, what I would deem to be a "Are we together?" slash exclusive is this a, is this a yeah. thing? To oh, here's my great theory on love, and that's why we're not. That's why we can't be together. Right? Yeah, he was like, "I'm, I've, I don't, I'm not capable of relationships. I don't have, I don't have a, like that in me." And he also then went on to tell me that like sort of maybe Nietzsche and stuff about how like it doesn't believe in love and mm. like everyone is selfish <laughs> and it's not possible to feel that way about someone and if you do feel that way about someone you're delusional oh, wow. so this okay. isn't something that um that he would sort of not be interested in, but he, something that he wasn't capable of because right. of his mindset and this was the very this was the first time you discussed anything to do with this after the, four months the first time that we discussed a relationship he had also let me know beforehand that when we talked about stuff like politics i already kind of I got a few I wouldn't call them red flags but he let me in on a few things that I was a bit like oh, I'm kind of getting the vibe here that um that there's something a little bit strange about the way that you think sometimes okay um I don't know if you know sort of much about like incels I mean he eventually did just come out and say it. he was like I'm a bit of an incel I go on reddit incel forums and I read right. about this stuff but in the beginning he didn't just say that he he was very weird about having his photo taken. He thought he was very unattractive compared to what other men look like. He was always comparing himself to other men. Like, well, you know, other men are more, like, they're bigger than me. They're more symmetrical than I am. They're more, he had a weird thing about his, um, like, his face. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, like masculine enough. And that's the thing that's quite big in the, uh, in on incel forums. Right. Men upload photos of themselves and then other men tell them what's wrong with the way they look. I mean, this is look. fantastic because I'm learning all about the, <laughs> the deepest, darkest recesses of incel culture yeah. here. Thank it's you. Quite, quite big. The, the Reddit, um, the incel uh, subculture sort of like page on, uh, on Reddit, the forum on Reddit is quite big. Um, and and I had you been on it? Had you been on that before you met this guy, or did this? I was aware of it. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I spend my life on the internet. It's mm. like what I do for a job. So like, all of these things are kind of. I was very aware of this. Also, a lot of the discourse that I spend time like looking into myself. You know, mm. like a lot of like left tube. Um, this is an issue that comes up quite a lot. 
Um, I have to say though, based on what you, you know, the stuff about him being insecure about his looks and his face and stuff, at this point, you know, before, you know, with that having come up along the kind of first four months and before this big conversation, that to me, if it had happened, would have just come across as kind of quite sweet if you're into this person, kind of like, oh, you know, he's quite insecure in some ways and he's being open and honest with me. So that must, in a way, deep, it would deepen the bond if it happened to me, if anything, the connection. Well, yeah, I know. I, I found it. I found it confusing. We got we got to a point where if I told him that I thought he was attractive, he would just be like, "You're wrong," um, and you're you're lying. Like you're you're not telling the truth. Right. You're either like you're like lying to yourself, and you're also lying to me. Um, and it was the same when it came to like his. If he sometimes he'd say like, oh, "I don't really know what you see in me," and I'd to give him some reasons what I did see in him, and he'd be like. I, that's just like not true and I can't believe that and that kind of just cuts off the conversation it's not yeah. not not it's just like you're wrong many directions you can go from there yeah wow it's very strange yeah even one time I remember when I was this was like just towards the end of it just before we sort of stopped hanging out I was like I think all oh, you've got all these nice qualities like I think you've got you're really nice you've got all these like listed off a bunch of qualities that I thought were nice about him and he just like put his hand over my mouth and was like stop like it's not true it was very. It was very. It was like he couldn't hear me say it. And if I if I did say it, I was either lying or delusional. And is there any part of you that wonders whether he was trying to stop you from saying that to almost try and stop you from falling for him any further, so that then, when he did have to tell you this big news of I don't believe in love, I don't believe in any of this, then he can say to you, "Well, I warned you. I told you. You know, this it shouldn't be news to you." I think probably, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like when you get into relationship situations where you feel a little bit like, what's going on here? Mm. Um, where you're a bit like, <laughs> I mean, for me, I think sometimes, you know, like if someone's acting quite weird, you're either like, okay, well, they're quite weird. Or maybe they're doing a thing so that like they can get out of hanging out with yeah. me. Tactic, so yeah. yeah, so it's sort of like, oh, I just, you know, I wish I could be with you. I'm just like, you know, I'm just in this kind of space. It's like bullshit. Everyone knows that that's it. So that's why I had him meet my housemates a couple of times and we talked with politics when it wasn't just one-on-one. And then they were sort of a bit like, helped me ground it and be a bit like, I think he might be... Um, struggling with some stuff right and do you mean actual politics not the politics of relationships you mean actual actual well like like incel politics you know like oh um what's what's kind of like a in jordan peterson that should have been a red flag Mm. when we were talking about like oh like i read i've read this philosopher that philosopher and he was like jordan peterson changed my life should have been a red flag that from now on if a man ever says that to me that's that's how long into the relationship slash non-relationship did he mention his uh life-changing Jordan, Jordan Peterson moment I think maybe ooh, a couple of weeks it was when he was around my flat again with my housemates and then he just started talking about Jordan Peterson and Jordan Peterson's like a meme in my house yeah yeah because yeah. obviously I'm a woman and I live with gay men and like we're not his fan base no we're not his You're target not demo, audience no. yeah <laughs> so um so, so, so saying some stuff also Nietzsche classic yeah um, Be careful so, when a straight man starts talking about nature. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so I have to ask then, what was it that was keeping you from being properly red flagged by these red flags? Was it a feeling of, oh, the positives are outweighing these clear negatives? Or was it like, mm, I'm intrigued by this person and need to find out more? Or did you think maybe you could mould him <laughs> away um, from that stuff? I guess the biggest one would probably be that I fancied him. I fancied him. <laughs> we had um no, we had a uh, he was one of them people that you meet and you can instantly start talking to. You know this where you hang out with someone, I don't know if you've I mean you've definitely had this before, where you meet up with someone and it's like you've known them hmm. before. It's like every joke that you make, they it hits and they know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And at any point of reference you might just be like, Oh, like like quote something and they know exactly what you're talking yeah, and about. And when they make a joke it surprises you because you kind of think yeah, like you, not, you don't meet enough people who who make jokes that make you laugh. Like you're or, in my head, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I, don't, I don't think it's that often that you actually meet people that you bounce off with that easy. So mm. for me, I was kind of a bit like, well, it's, this is a hard thing to find. It strikes me as a big contradiction, though, that this person who 
is so coming across so similar to you in many ways is then also so like subscribe to like a very dangerous so mentality opposite to you i mean we're sort of the same in the middle but the mm. i guess like the what is the politics about it but like i'm a woman i'm obviously a feminist i'm very left-leaning mm. um and he was sort of like the the opposite side of that like do you know what i mean like politically like would you say politically for something like that yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely but also like I just, what I'm getting at is he must have known that that was going to be trouble, like, for, for you two. But then I guess because he, like you said, further down the line, wasn't looking for something serious or wasn't capable of it, then I guess he doesn't care and he's just going for it on a day-by-day, let's-see-what-happens kind of level. Also, this isn't, again, making... I don't mean to sound like I am making assumptions on someone else's behalf but I think there maybe was a little bit of a degree to it that maybe I felt that way because I was maybe not as clever as him Do you, you think you mean? weren't as clever as him or you f- didn't feel as clever as him I think he thought maybe I wasn't as clever as right. him. <laughs> you know I mean it's like a fucking there's a reason it's like a bit of a it's a bit of a stereotype me, with yeah. something it strikes like me that he might Never think anyone is as clever as him, though. <laughs> Maybe clever's not the right word. But, you know, sometimes you meet... Like, we were very similar in a lot of ways, but I kind of felt like... When we talked about stuff like politics, and I was like, oh, I mean, like, life's not perfect, but, like, you know, make the best of it. He'd sort of be like, well, it's easy for some people to, you know, feel that way, but, like, I, I could never just be happy. Mm. Like, I'm just... The world's such a bad place. I could never just be happy in it. It's sort of... I kind of felt like sometimes he got me a little bit on pegged me a little bit like I my comprehension wasn't there yeah, yeah. so of course of course you believe in like identity politics and like this and that it's because it's sort of the easy thing to do yeah, like because you don't know the real world like exactly I do. Yeah. yeah huh so okay and then so just flipping back forward to when he kind of announced his uh non-capability of love or relationships and then is that when he also said that he was a bit of an incel I think it was the same day, yeah. Right, so how did that um, well, make we, you... There have been little bits and pieces, but the thing is, we'd kind of made a lot of jokes about it, <laughs> inadvertently. You know, like... Hiding in plain sight. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, we'd sort of... We'd made jokes about stuff like that, where he'd say, like, oh, I don't like the way that I look, and I'd be like, oh, it's like toxic masculinity, you should just embrace your body, whatever, blah, blah, and we'd sort of joked about it. <laughs> this sounds really dark in the hindsight. Maybe don't leave this in. But, um... One time he maybe watched that Elliot Rogers tape. <laughs> you know that? I you don't know. know. Okay, yeah, maybe don't leave this bit. Um, <laughs> Elliot Rogers is that guy that was like a... Like a, he was like a he's a very famous incel. Hmm. And he like killed a bunch of people. Right. Um, but before he killed himself, he like filmed himself in his car. Um, oh, yes. It was like I a manifesto in That's his right. car. Yes, 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 yes. I've yeah, seen a documentary like, on him, sorry. Sunglasses yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, we, and for some reason... He Why was do you feel like, we can't leave this in? I'm intrigued. <laughs> like, it's a bit... It's a bit dark no 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 it's good um, it's, it's relevant one time he was just like well, we should just like let's just watch the video and he was a bit like a bit of a legend and like i kind of assumed he we said were... that Elliot Rogers yeah was a bit and of a i legend. think i think it was one of them things not where... as a joke i think it was a joke but, but you know you've joke. heard the expression there's no such thing as a joke yeah yeah like it was like he would often banter in this way where i thought it was a joke and i kind of thought some of it was there's a nugget of truth in there. Mm. But we were always joking when any of this stuff was brought up. Like, even if he joked that I was, like, a social justice warrior, it was always as a joke. It was never... He just never said it to me outright. Right. At the beginning, he'd yeah. just sort of be like, oh, you know, there's too many chads and there's, like, too many stupid stasis chasing the wrong kind of man. And, like... And I kind of... Because I'm, like, very, like... The internet is, like a culture that I'm like very heavily subscribed to. I, I kind of understood what he was meaning when he was saying that. So maybe the meaning to me was, I took that as not like heavy. Yeah. I and think. I think, I think all of those things can be joked about until a moment where it becomes clear. It's not a joke. So what were those? Tell us those that when it became clear to you that you're like, Oh, this is no longer just a half joke or a joke. <laughs> this is probably towards the end. So we've been sort of battering back and forwards about this stuff. I was kind of, aware that he had subscribed to a different mentality from me. And then we'd had that conversation about how he didn't want a relationship. And I was like, do you know what? That's fine. Let's still hang out. Was it fine though? How did you actually feel about 
How did I actually feel about? I mean, I was, I was a bit, I was a bit embarrassed to be honest. Because um, you'd asked him the question. Yeah, because I'd look like an idiot. Like I'd sort of been, because I, I kind of thought he was. Oh, it doesn't. That's right. It doesn't I make thought, you. I don't think it makes you look like an idiot at all. I think it's, it's a perf- just my self preservation. Of course, but it's yeah. a perfectly natural question to ask at that point, especially after four months. I it think. was quite a long time, yeah. and I sort of thought um, maybe I should have asked earlier. Because I kind of assume when you go and do stuff with people where you go to dinner and then you like make breakfast the next day and you go to walks and stuff like that, I I kind of was like, that's more of a relationship vibe to me. Yeah. Because like, I've, I've hooked up with people for like, the same people for like years where you know that it's just yeah. chagging. Yeah. But I've never gone to breakfast with those people and I've yeah. never like met, I might have met their mates at like a party, but... We've never like sat down and like eaten together. Well, I also think that it's like those things are assumed if there aren't things kind of uh, pointing in the complete opposite direction. So the main one for me, based on what you're saying, is the amount of time that that was happening for. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, I've been, you know, I've hooked up with someone and gone to breakfast with them the next morning. But then in a week's time, I'm not going to go and see them every single day if I'm not interested in them. Do you yeah, see we, what I mean? We, yeah, and I'm not saying you're seeing every day, but, you know, a regular we thing. We spoke every day. Yeah. So I kind of was... I mean, I wasn't even on on Tinder, like, looking for a man. Um, so, you know, happy to just say, you can shop around with a fairy. Sure. Um, but because we went, we end up falling into that pattern where you talk every day and you, you you see each other more than once a week and you go out together and you do... You go to restaurants together and you, like, get coffee and you, like... You know, like make dinner. So I was sort of like, oh, this is going really well. Like, I, yeah. I think the biggest L because I'd been texting my friends, being like, mm, this is like, what should I do? This is getting a bit serious. And they'd been like, if you're having fun, you should just go with it. And I'd yeah. be like, okay. Well, <laughs> I, would, I would say. I ended in a fucking crash and burn. I would say, based on what you've told us happened, it's actually, it was, it's for him to have told you much earlier that he wasn't looking for anything. Or that he wasn't capable of this, this and this. And he wasn't looking for this and this. Because I think any person in their right mind would say in four over four months, then you're just kind of imagining it's a situation where basically you are together and you just don't feel you need to have a conversation. It's kind of unspoken. Well, that's well, when we had when we had that conversation, he was like, what did he say? He was like, um, I don't know why you can't do those things with someone that you're just hooking up with. Like, why does it have to be you just shag them and then they leave. Well, you can, or you, you can, but you can, but you, but he has to. You have to. He, you have to have had that conversation. Yeah, we did And for you to be all right with it, if he, <laughs> yeah. you know, if he says this is what happens, and you're like, okay, that's fine. Then at that point, you know, the ball's in your court. In fact, one of the other episodes I just recorded last night, literally, not with an incel, but a not dissimilar thing happened where the girl um, was with this guy, and and yeah, and he he did a very, very similar thing. And I had, you know, I said to her, it's like he, it was on him to tell you. And, uh, but then you say that then he admits he's an incel and then it's like all bets are off because frankly, what does he get? What does he get? Yes. Okay. So the, when the time when it stopped from being a sort of banter to when Mm. it started being quite serious was one of the last times that I hung out with him. This is also quite fresh. I've probably only not been speaking to him for about a week and a half now. Mm. Um, He came around my house and in in our defence, uh, he he started talking politics with me and my housemates. He was he quite liked to talk politics, but normally it was just me and him. Um, so it was like one one person against the other. Um, and then he sort of ended up saying some kind of wild shit to me and my housemates. And then obviously we stood our ground. Such as you, what did the, he say? the wild shit. Um, we were talking about like society and that, mm. and he was like. I think living today is the worst time in history to have ever been born. Mm. Um, this is this is the that worst. Is pretty on brand for him. Thing. This is this is the worst experience of life that, I, that you could have. Right. He sent that to like a woman and some gays. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so my housemate was like, "Well, I don't think so because I'm a gay man and this is the best it's ever been." And I was like, "And I'm a woman and I think this is probably like maybe the, you know the best time for women like out of all history." Yeah. And he was sort of a bit like, well, if you want to play that identity politics card, right. we can do that. And you're like, right. okay, good job, like minimizing other people's experience because you read, you, you've read Nietzsche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's he has not- he has no care. F- it doesn't even cross his mind how things he say yeah, he says will it also affect other people. Came across a bit like 
you guys just again that sort of thing like you guys just kind of really don't understand mm. like it would actually we'd all have we'd all have a better time if we went back to like you know pre-feudal times yeah how um, long ago was it that you'd had the conversation before he was going to paris that well that was uh like january that was january so you've been kind of seeing him sporadically since then yeah and have you been able to um kind of tone down your feelings to it and make it more of just a physical thing or have you been kind of hoping somehow he'll turn around I, I kind of after we, we had the big sort of blowout where that happened and I made the joke about the hotel that backfired massively in my face and then he was gone for a really long time he was gone for like a month mm. so then when he came back I was like do you know what manage the expectations around this so we didn't do any more like sleeping over he didn't come to my house anymore mm. I went to his house and then after we'd like you know like made dinner and like you know done the business um, I would always make sure... I just would always go home, even if he so was why like, were you still doing it at all, though, I guess, is a question worth asking. I guess two reasons. One, he lived he lived about five minutes away from me. Mm. So it was like a nice, easy bang. Yeah. Uh, and two, what, I never found it uncomfortable to be in his presence. It was always very easy. So, yeah, maybe, maybe I won't put my emotions first there by being like... Oh, I really like this person. You know, if it's not meeting someone new, it's easier to just meet the same person again. Yeah. Um, but so, so in terms of, I think I think it's really fascinating because he's blocked off the chance of it becoming a relationship thing. Fine, but you still find it comfortable enough in his presence that you could still see him. And like theoretically, then what would stop you from potentially seeing him sporadically for a really long time? Because you know who he is, exactly who he is. You still feel comfortable in his presence. You don't agree with his politics. He says some mad shit in front of other people. But over on and on top of that, you're still willing to see him. You don't see it as a deal breaker. So I mean, I didn't until I did. Until... Until a week and a half ago. Until a week and a half ago, yeah. So it went on for quite a long time. And, is that, and that's when he said the crazy shit. It was flat. like the crazy shit happened on like a Friday night. And then he also, after, after we had that conversation, he just got up and left. Oh right! We were all like having a storm a out, or kind of like a, like a storm out light. He sort of like just, EastEnders the, we were all, the, the we were drums just, game in. Yeah, we were all just sort of like laughing and having a drink, and then we were we were talking about something else, and he just got up and he was like, "I'm going home now, guys," and then left. Hmm. And then the next day, I knew that I was a bit like, "Oh, what should I do? Should I text him and ask him if it was all right?" Because I didn't want him to feel like we were dogpiling him. But he did start it. Yeah, <laughs> and like I don't know what he thought he would get back from like. I don't want to just sit here and reel off a bunch of stuff that was said, but some of it was quite sort of like, are you okay? Like, yeah. you should have expected this reaction from these people. I mean, you should tell us people. some more of this stuff, for sure. <laughs> I'll see if I can think. That was like one of the weirdest things. Do you think he left... Do you think he left and stormed... Let's say stormed out, because it's more exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you think he stormed out because he felt ganged up on and not agreed with by multiple people? Or because you guys don't agree with what he's saying? Because he felt ganged up on. Right. Because he said it. Because he texted me the next day and then we met up the next day um, and we went for a walk and he said it then. He was sort of a bit like, well, I got ganged up on last night. And you're like, if you can choose to see yourself as a victim in this situation, you're in my house, I okay? Mean, like, I think it's become clear that I don't know many incels and I don't know a great deal about incels, but it strikes me as so weird that like one side, one side of their thing is, oh, poor me. And the other side is like, death to every like fuck fuck you all with your left-leaning liberal ways it's the duality that's yeah. like absolutely seeped into some parts of the internet it's madness it's like well again i don't I want need to, to meet this person. i don't mean to sit here and keep shitting on jordan peterson but that's exactly the kind of rhetoric that he, he pushes on people it's sort of like all of these people have so much power over us but like they, they love to play the victim but they're actually in control it's all this like bizarre like right. two-sided rhetoric and not to go into it because it's not it's not his interview, so I wouldn't be fair, but just like vaguely, did you and he ever talk about like his childhood and past? And if so, does who he's become kind of make any deal of sense based on what's happened to him? I think so. Mm. And I think occasionally he was quite, I mean, I'm a, I'm a very open person. Mm. I'll tell anyone anything about myself. No filters. But um, I could occasionally get stuff out of him. Um, he did not want to tell me it, and like it was always kind of like to work him into it. Um, but he also said, I've said to him, like, have you ever considered, like, you know, going to therapy, talking to someone? And he said, I don't believe in therapy. There's nothing that someone that wasn't me couldn't tell me about myself. 
Um, and I think it's a waste of money. It's like a crock of shit people are sold. There's nothing that someone who wasn't me couldn't tell me about myself. God, that's so mu- so much first person. It's almost confusing. Yeah, he just didn't, he didn't believe in the concept of therapy. Sure. He was like, I think you, if you do that, you're wasting your money. Yeah. And I was like, I love therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was really useful. I would love to. I would love to sit down with him and hear his version of the four months or five months or whatever that you've known each other to see kind of what angle that comes from. He, that would be really fascinating. I'm not suggesting would, that's going to happen. He would probably get going on it. Yeah. I'll ring him. Um, so, um, so, you then, so you talked about the last time being in the deal breaker, but you texted him the day after. And so what was the, what was the like final straw that's meant that you've not spoken to him for a week and a half? Do you want me to get like very into it? It's quite I think oddly if you're, specific. If you're willing to. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of fucking boring. I think, well. Um, we, uh, I'd, I'd stayed over his, and then the next morning he, this was sort of like an ongoing thing that we had, was that he liked to make, <laughs> he liked to make food. Um, and I have some, like, triggers and some pressures around food. Um, and he always sort of, to me, I always felt like, maybe this is me being like an absolute sensitive Sally, but I always, whenever I told him that I had some sensitivities around the kind of food that I ate, He'd always be like, you just don't understand food. You don't understand what you're eating. And I'd be like, no, I do. I just, it's a lot of like, um, I had an eating disorder for a very long time that put me in hospital. And there's some things that I don't eat. And I know that it's irrational, but I also know that I'm not going to do it. Mm. Um, and you won't be able to, you won't be able to facts and logic me it's into doing any of this. It's certainly not for him to tell this. you it's irrational. Yeah. It's uh, it, that's just a thing. And then in, it just ended up one day the next morning after that, the next morning after we'd hung out. He made like this massive bowl of like, just like sort of oats and shit. And I was like, I'm not really hungry. Like, I don't really want it. It wouldn't be something that I would choose to eat. Mm. I know it's good for me. I just should choose not to eat it. And we ended up having like an argument over it. And I ended up crying. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> because he sort of did that thing that was like sort of framing it like I mean I, again he was probably joking but he sort of was like it's very ungrateful of you to not eat the food that I like this is actually very healthy you don't understand you don't you don't understand mm. you just don't really you don't understand nutrition you won't get fat if you eat this food this is not a big deal you're making it into a big deal mm. um, and then he ended up serving it to me after we'd gone back and forth about how I didn't want any and then I just sat there and burst into tears. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt like that was the sec- the first time that he maybe gave me the credibility that I wasn't just being a fanny, you know? Like, I actually, it was a problem. Right. I don't know if I'm describing this very well. Do you know what well, I mean? So one, one, once you burst into tears, he finally yeah, we understood talked, that it was real. Yeah, we talked about food, like, quite a lot because he'd always make food or would, you know, get food when we were out. And I always got the... From what he said, I was interpreted as that as the fact that he thought maybe I was ill-educated on the subject. But that's a common pattern in everything to do with him, that he basically gives the impression that he thinks you're ill-educated compared to him. Yeah. It's sort of a bit like, well, I can tell you how many calories are in this and you're not going to... And it's sort of like, well, you can't facts and logic stuff like this. You just can't. Like, I know I'm being irrational. Yeah. You're not going to be able to tell me to stop. In but it's moment? not irrational. That's the thing. It's not, A, it wasn't boring. So it was interesting that your instinct was go, oh, this is really boring. But it's not. It's really fascinating and tells a lot about the whole story, in fact. But B, it's so not irrational. The, ir- the irrational side of it is that person thinking that he can talk in that way to somebody who's lived through that. To live lived through something he's not lived through and doesn't understand, no matter how many books about it he's read, or no matter what calorie counts he knows are in different foods, that it just shows like a a level of kind of sociopathy at the very least, um, borderline psychopathy, I'd say, <laughs> in that person. And it's like it's interesting to me though that um, it's interesting to me that that's kind of like a final straw for you, and rightly so. I mean, I would also say that there were potentially many more final straws that could have been seen earlier on. Do you see what I mean? But it's interesting to me that that was because that is definitely like, I can totally understand how that would cut really deep, I think. I kind of just got to a point where when I thought about it afterwards, I was a bit like, I'm not sure that you, you might not have to agree with me over a lot of stuff, but I was like, I'm not really sure you respect me. And like, that's cool. We could have kept hanging out and shagging and stuff but like I also don't want to do that with someone that I kind of think maybe 
doesn't respect me. Yeah. And like, it's different. I mean, yeah, whatever, men are going to shag you and they're not going to respect you. That's like, that's a given. But like, to be kind of talked down to by somebody like that kind of got to a point where I was a bit like, you kind of don't think I'm like the same amount of a, as an adult as no. you are. And like, I'm perfectly capable of like living my life. And I don't call you out when you do stuff. Like no one's, no one's perfect. If he would have ever said to me like, oh, I have a problem with this. Like I have a problem with that. I never would have been like, you just don't understand it. Mm. I'm here to sit in, with you and explain to you why I know about this over you. Yeah. I just never would have ever come at anyone like that. You said something in there that I thought was worrying which is that you were like when you when you started telling about the stuff to do with food specifically you was like oh he may have been jo- he may have been joking but i mean because what came across from that story then was not by any means that he was joking what it what it clearly was is like i'm an apologist no but well but what it clearly was is that he is uh like abuse emotionally abusive and controlling like it's so obvious it's very normalized i guess to but, this degree. yeah yeah but no and and you're you're in the eye of the storm, so it's totally normal that, that that it's not, you know, and this is someone that you have feelings for and you fancy and stuff, so it's totally normal that you would have a different viewpoint on it than people from the outside. Do you think that's shocking? What, that he did that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's as, I think it's like the, it feels like the equivalent to me of like my girlfriend saying to me, you know, this terrible thing happened to me uh, and I'm opening up to you about that. And then me using it against her as a way of trying to prove how clever I am, I think you know. Makes- and then <laughs> you know, and, and actually, in reality, probably him, you know, hiding his real feelings behind. Oh, it's because I'm trying to prove how clever I am. And actually, what it is is I'm just going to control you and get what get you to do whatever I want you to do whenever I want you to do it. I feel like maybe, maybe a topic that's kind of maybe I wouldn't say loaded, but something to do with like eating, which is maybe more of something that is. Eating disorders are kind of we focus them a lot more on women, and women talk about them a lot more than men do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I maybe will give a benefit of the doubt when men don't know how to handle them kind of situations right. with women because. And if that had been the first time he'd done anything, then I'd say maybe you were right, <laughs> to me, but it was actually right. the last thing he, the and last of like, all the things. I don't know. Just for me, for personal experience, whenever I've told, maybe I'm not going to say whenever because I'm sure there have been some good times, some good times. Um, occasionally, <laughs> when I've told men that I was dating about the fact that I'm in recovery from this and I still struggle with it. You don't ever hear what you want to. Sure. So lower your expectations. Like, you, I'm never going to... I might one out of a million... No, yeah. no, it's not so, maybe let's say one out of 10 times I'm going to hear someone be like, that's really shit. I really hope that you're well. But you will not often get that sure. from men. And I'm also not blaming men. I'm saying no, that no, it's hard to handle that when it's not but, sort of like this normalised in the way that you that talk makes, with your mates. That makes perfect sense. But also, you may never hear what you want to, but have you ever heard anyone react like that? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've heard people and write worse time, than that. Okay, and when that's happened before, has that been the last straw with those people as well? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, one time, it, one other time it has, but it's also, it's, it's, I guess it depends how much you want to go into the... It'll put your back up, but is it worth, you know, is it worth, um, is it worth ending something over? I think everyone's got a different personal, like, hot take on that. I think if I turned, if you, this is just me getting, you know, feminist. But if I, if I said no to any man that ever said something to me about my, a problem that I had with my body, mm. I would, I would die alone at of the course. age of 80 of years old. No. Just pick your battles, you know. No, and I, you know, like, if I never spoke to any man who had hit a woman then, you know, I wouldn't have any father figures and I wouldn't, you know, do you know what I mean? So I don't, I understand that, yeah. I do. But... Um, you can't win them all. No, you can't win, all, win them all and you have to pick your battles. But I'd say, based on, you know, the overarching story you've told us about this guy, that it it doesn't strike me that you stopped speaking to him because he did that. It's because that was the last thing in a line of very red, big flags red that pills. he's put in front of you and that also, I think and this is a good thing I think that your flatmates saw as well because that also shows that you're not it helped to make me feel like I wasn't like overreacting yeah. to stuff it helped me mm. be like maybe this is a bit strange maybe he isn't joking about like going on reddit and like you know like comparing like men's like famous men to regular men and saying how these like, this type of man is better and women will never love an un- unattractive man mm. it was good to have people be able to like ground me and be like that is a little bit unusual I also I, we haven't left it on a in a bad place 
we haven't like stopped stopped talking i've not spoken to him since mm. but like the, we didn't have a falling out where i was like i'm never speaking to you again we just after that day i went to my mum dad's house the next day and then um i i apologized about the oats thing because i felt like a bit of an idiot for crying and then we ended up getting into a bit of a discourse about it um and then that's when he was a bit like i'm not sure that you're are you okay about doing this and then I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not. Maybe we should just leave it now, right. because it was going all right for a bit, but kind of like hanging out casually. But now we're doing the breakfast shit again, like, and I'm getting you're bringing up a lot of like emotions in me. I don't, I don't really want to sit on a, on a Saturday morning and cry. Yeah, maybe let's just, maybe let's just stop now. Okay. And if you, thank you for telling us the story. By the way, I think it's been amazing. But uh, I feel like I have to ask this, as difficult as it may be, is like. If he were to message you and suggest that you go around and have sex, will you do it? Do you think? I would not have sex with him. If he, if he, if he all of a sudden changed his mentality and was like, "I've realised I was wrong." I mean, we can all dream, can't we? Mm. Um, I would, I would. I don't know. That is a tricky. I guess. One. I guess that's. A, I guess that was a, a maybe too specific way of asking. You know, is there is there space? do you foresee there being space in your life for this person or do you see it as ideally a kind of slow, not dramatic drift away from each other? That is, it's hard. It's, I think maybe I'm a little bit too close right now mm. to see see what could be because it's not really been that long. It would be a shame if we didn't hang out anymore. Um, but also, I feel why? like the entire audience would be screaming why. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> and you got there first, why? just yeah. about. <laughs> Um, because we we did get on well and I don't think there would be a reason that we couldn't be mates I can't be mates with him now because it's too soon Yeah. but also I don't also need to then just not I don't need to beef with people just because we don't get on anymore yeah. I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm building it's possible I'm building this up in my head to be way more like um, what's the right word like suspicious like potentially dodgy potentially dangerous than it is maybe i am because i'm just like visualizing it from what i'm hearing and obviously i don't know this person and stuff but my instinct is that if all of this is happening within the first four or five months then the longer that person is in your life in whatever capacity the chances of it intensifying and kind of weirder wilder stuff being said and being done and happening are you know that's quite likely so on that on that reason alone if it were me i think i would probably go for this for the for the slow or quick ghost (laughs) the creep away i don't know i just want to say um that i maybe it sounds it does sound dramatic to be like oh someone's because there are there are people that identify as incels that do very dangerous things Mm. and do very terrible things um, but you're going to say they're, I never, they're only cute incels they're, they're, too, right? You know, it's not all men. Um, <laughs> there are. I never. I never got any sense of being unsafe around this person mm. at all. I kind of, if anything, I felt more. I felt sorry for someone that had gone on the like. Maybe had a maybe had a difficult childhood. Maybe had difficult meeting women in the beginning. He definitely he said to me, he was like, "You are the only woman that's ever matched with me on Tinder in the whole time I've had it. Mm. I've never got another swipe." Um, mm. Which can't be, it can't feel nice for a man. Uh, it sounds like it can't be true to me. I mean, maybe, maybe it wasn't. I mean, I don't know why you'd lie about that. It's very embarrassing. But maybe no, you would. No, because it's, I mean, I think you mentioned earlier, like, uh, in some, I can't, you didn't use this exact word, but when something is maybe like a tactic, mm-hmm. like that strikes me as a bit of a, I mean, look, like I said, I don't know, but my instinct straight away is like, that's just a line for like, you know, lucky you. <laughs> wow, good you know, me. lucky you and lucky yeah. me. You know, I mean, but. yeah, that would be. I mean, I can only give you my my sure. takeaway, and I can from only it. give you mine. I, I felt you know. like the fact that he said a lot of very blunt stuff to me would make it weirder that he would then lie about stuff like that hmm. because he didn't lie about and like he could because to that extent he could have just been like, yeah, I'll go out with you, and then like shagged other women behind my back. No, that's true. Yeah, um, because I mean, he. I mean, yeah. also his profile was kind of crap, um, and he. <laughs> this is a conversation that we had earlier on when we were talking about dating and stuff and he was, he couldn't believe that that women and men, that women had it worse than men because he thought that women had all the power mm. because you could attain sex very easily. Mm. Whereas someone like him couldn't attain sex very easily. So that's why women had an easier time than men. Mm. And when I was like, but what the fuck does sex have to do with 
anything. No, that's definitely that's definitely an attitude that is um, that some men get from very early, like teenage years, when it's like you're going through school and the girls in your year are getting with boys in the year above and whatever, and you can't get the girls on. But when you read about people who then take that into adulthood and then basically hate women as a result and therefore treat them terribly throughout their lives and in increasingly bad ways. That's quite a common... It's quite, it's, it's, like Being a woman, I'd never equate sex with power unless it was in the moment and I felt like being a bit bougie. It's mm. weird to have a man tell that to your face, though. Like, You've got more power than I have because you could just meet up with like 10 guys tonight and shag them. And you're like, and what? What do it's, I get from that? But, like- <laughs> but he's he's... he's talking in a way that isn't in any way logical or real it's it's this attitude that he's had built up in his head for years that is then stemmed you know that has then flitted across to various other wild theories and and feelings about things yeah it also made me when i would when i i think it loops back to when i would say to him that i thought he was attractive he'd be like but you're wrong because i've only ever had one match on on hinge or tinder and it was you so like obviously i'm not attractive and you're like yeah. well i'm here aren't i <laughs> like, no, yeah I, look, i'm granted, sorry there's only one of me i know it's, it, i know i said it sounds like it's probably bullshit but it also what an interestingly bizarre tactic if it is bullshit <laughs> but yeah, but, um, Psy-ops, yeah. Mate. okay so well look honestly what an absolutely brilliant story and i'm sorry that you're kind of at least to some degree still in it because it's only been a week and a half and i'll stuff. be fine Sounds like you need a distraction to me. <laughs> you need to get back on, get back on the apps, and find. Oh, you know what? No, I think I'm going to delete them. And find you someone who's find someone who's matched with more than one person before. <laughs> I think I'm just going to delete them. I'm just going to do me. Yeah, just do yeah, you. Just close that Pandora's box. Just do you, Lottie. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for coming on thank and you. Uh, guys at home thank you so much for listening once again if you'd like to be a guest on the show either as yourself or I'm more than happy for people to come on under a pseudonym please email crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com also use that email address to send in anything you'd like discussed on the show that's crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com give us a follow on Instagram at crazystupidlovepod please do press that subscribe button and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and check out my other podcast It's Your Funeral and Almost Famous links are in the podcast description box thanks so much for listening Speak to you next time. Goodbye.